calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And after a season-long drug ban, Alex Rodriguez was greeted by cheers when he walked onto the field during today's season opener at Yankee Stadium. Although, he's off the juice now, so they probably just thought it was Bruno Mars. (laughs) He's considerably smaller now. I'm excited. Baseball season. Yep. True story. On opening day at Wrigley Field, the lines were so long for the men's bathroom that many fans were forced to pee in cups. Yes. Yeah. Which is as close to number one as Cubs fans are ever going to get. It's the STP cast. My name is Steve. That is my good friend Top Shelf over there. The mighty Reverend Enfuego's here. Hello. And everybody's favorite, the man that always has to go to the dentist, Mono Nick (laughs) is with us. I'm a doucheaholic. I imagine so. Yeah, you're what, like... A little over an hour away from having to step out of here. Yeah, it sucks, man. Yep. What I get for not having a real dentist. You got to get on that. Yeah. <laughs> get yourself a real dentist. If anyone out there who listens is a real dentist, can you be Mono Nick's real dentist? <laughs> Please. Uh, today's theme, baseball, of course. We're going to talk about Mo- with Mono Nick about his experience at opening day. But the other theme is Volbeat. Because we will be talking to Michael Polson, the lead singer of Volbeat, in just a few minutes. So I figure what better way to get things started than by playing my favorite Volbeat song, Still Counting, the Jam of the Week. Counting all the ass in the room, when I'm definitely not alone, when I'm not alone. You're a liar, you're a cheater, you're a fool, well that's just like me, you song so much so good here it comes double bass baby There's so many great, like, thrash-like elements to this song, but it's not a thrash song at all. Easy to say. 
reminds me a lot of uh, Life of Agony at times, like the earlier stuff when uh, Keith Caputo, now Mina Caputo, but uh-huh. when uh, his voice was like always hitting that weird crackly high note, like this is like a more polished sounding version of that. So it's like in Clutch. Yeah, like, Kind of like Clutch. They do have a Clutch vibe yeah. to them as well. They have a lot of different vibes, yeah. and that's what I like about Volbeat. Like even that, the song that started off this uh, intro was... Their other song, Warriors Call, with the let's get ready to rumble, and it sounds nothing like this song. <laughs> right. Like, all their songs sound a little different, but I think what brings it all together is Michael's voice. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk to him about that because I remember we met him at the Pain in the Grass at the Gorge, and he was a super cool guy. Mm-hmm. You never know with these hard rockers. <laughs> This song's off of their Beyond Hell Above Heaven record. Yeah, lots of different tempo stylings in this song alone. Yeah. And it's and it flows. Flows yeah. just fine. It's so weird, man. That's it's what I like, like about it. Like some of the music reminds me of like Coheed and Cambria, like the epicness. Like, yeah. I was thinking even like uh, Avenged when yeah. they were, they had those epic like temper temperature. Tempo sh- My brain shifts, I was about to say. Don't- <laughs> All right, Toppy, I guess you got to bleep it because I didn't finish the word. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Brain's not fully there yet, boys. Better say than sorry. Kind of burn a few brain cells over the weekend, and we'll be talking about that, <laughs> I'm sure, as I well. Hope so. <laughs> D. Ted Smith will be popping in in about... I don't know, about like 20 minutes. Uh-oh. Yeah, so, I heard he got a ras- ration of crap for not coming in yesterday. I know. How funny is it that he took yesterday off and I didn't? And he had to get up like 16 hours earlier. Right. I get up at 3 <laughs> in the morning and he gets up at like 9 in the morning. All You're right, just hardcore. I just wanted it more, man. That's right. <laughs> I wanted that microphone more. And he didn't even have to play. No. <laughs> he played. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Michael Polson from Volbeat, I believe we're going to be talking to him any second now. Uh, they are at the Wamu Theater on April 29th with Anthrax and Crobot. That's going to be a great show, and uh, uh, hopefully you got, oh, it looks like the phone is ringing, so let's check and see what's going on. Hi, KSW. Hey, is this Steve? Yes. Hey, it's uh, Justin from Q Prime. Hey, man, how's it going? That's how you doing. Doing great. So I have uh, Michael from Volbeat on the other line. Hi, hi man. Michael, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Here we go. Awesome. Michael, how you doing, man? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Uh, excellent. You know, just uh, getting ready for summer. That's pretty much all I care about right now. Get some good <laughs> weather going. You've dealt with enough rain here in the Northwest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I get it. You know, we're, we're about to see the summer here uh, in Denmark as well. You know, I can't wait. You know, it's... It always inspires me a little bit more uh, in the right direction when the sun is up. <laughs> I was going to ask you something like that because, I mean, I think like a lot of people always joke, and I think there's some legitimate philosophy behind it with a lot of the bands from the Northwest. That, that gloomy sound is probably spawned from being indoors and dealing with overcast weather so much. I, w- I would imagine that does affect your songwriting, the, the, the way the weather is. I really like to write in the summer. You know, that's just something Yeah, I can imagine if you're playing Black metal, you would need snow and no sun and everything, but we're not a black metal band. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's just nice when you have the window and doors open, you can hear the birds cheeping and the cow go moo and the goat go bad. <laughs> you know? Is that the name of the new album right there? <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that, 
that's the new chorus of a new song. You know, I, I like that kind of thing. You know, it just makes me feel alive. You know, when the when the summer is up. You know, I like that. So. I know we're joking, but like I, when we've seen you live, I mean, the, the crowd is in the palm of your hands. If you had a song where you said, and the cow goes, I, I bet the entire crowd would go moo. <laughs> no, no, I'm not quite there yet. You know, let's see what happens. <laughs> well, you're going to be here uh, at, at uh, Wamu Theater on uh, on April 29th, and, and that's uh, tickets are available through Ticketmaster, and it's you guys. Anthrax is a part of the bill as well. And nice. I, 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 I'm pumped, man. Both bands, I mean, that's, that's a killer lineup right there in, in itself, and uh, is it cool going on tour with Anthrax? Because I know, like, you got uh, their former guitarist Rob is now the guitarist in your band, or has been the guitarist for a little bit. That's kind of cool that you guys are are out there on the road together. I would imagine he's getting a kick out of that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really great. You know, we've been talking with the Anthrax guys for a very long time about doing this. You know, it's just our schedules has been so booked, and you know, it's just not been possible until now. You know, uh, it's never been any weird hot feelings with Rob stepping into Volpe or anything. We're, we're still very good, close friends with the Anthrax guys. And so being able to do something like that uh, is amazing. It is a legendary band, I'm, and I've been inspired by Anthrax since I was a teenager. So uh, it's definitely uh, a cool gig, you know, being able to go on the road in America with, with a great band, and we have a great opening band in Crowbot. You know, it's going to be great, and I, I know Rob is looking forward to to see his uh, old brothers and again, that. so it's going to be great. When you know you're about to launch into an American tour, and, you know, besides Seattle, of course, what is the, immediately you go, oh, I can't wait to get to this city, like New York or Chicago, whatever it is, Where, where what's really good to Volbeat as far as a city? You know what, it's it's we're just very thankful that we can be on the road in America, you know, visiting so many different cities, you know, it's, it's a blessing, man. You know, it's, it's so yeah. tough to, you know, being a European band and step into a huge country like America and, and actually have something going, you know, it, we only, we pretty much discovered that uh, your country is pretty huge compared to Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it takes some time to get all the way around, but, you know, to get back to your question, the thing is, you know, all the places we've been, you know, and the crowd has been amazing. Uh, you know, nice people, very dedicated. You know, uh, they got the Volpe's fever. You know, I cannot ask for more. Yeah, it's 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 such an amazing thing to watch as a fan to see how the crowd reacts to your show, seeing you guys play, you know, from smaller venues to now play. I mean, I remember seeing you guys, it was at the Gorge when we saw mm-hmm. you guys, which yeah. was just unbelievable. and. And, and, and what I, I love about your band, and, and it's not really a question, more just a compliment to you guys. I love that you've created, like, you know, there's obviously, you, you could hear certain inspiration in some of your songs, but you've created your own sound because it's like this mix of so many different influences. I mean, when you're listening to certain songs, I mean, anything from like Dead But Rising to Still Counting to even like a song called We, I mean, I feel like there's there's so many different influences, but maybe it's because of your voice that ties it all together, but... Man, as as a fan, it, you just you're always on your toes. As a fan, you don't know what you're going to get when you listen to a Volbeat record, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, oh, thank thank you very much for the compliment. You know, I, yeah, you know, we we would float around with a lot of different styles. You know, and when I sit and write, you know, I, I'm, it's it's not like I'm locked into one certain style. You know, I, I love metal. You know, I love blues, I love gospel, country, punk, whatever it is. You know, uh, as long as it 
does something to me. I get that good feeling. And that, that's the exact same feeling and I, I need to get when I write my own material. So I don't want to paint myself into a corner where I said, it, it, this has to be only a metal song. You know, That's right. not what Volpe is all about. I'm, 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 I have so much respect for all those great metal bands out there who just found their style, you know, and you really don't want them to change anything because that's what they do. They they do their metal stuff. And but but when it comes to Volpeat, we're, we're just you know I would not even say that we are metal or rock and roll or anything. I, I guess we're just something. But you know we 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 blend a lot of uh, metal, rock and roll, little bit of, little bit of blues and country and punk and whatever it is. And um, we were not aware of that we had something. In, unique going because I think if we were we wouldn't have that kind of success that we have because yeah. our songs is is very they're very honest. So, you know, we're not trying to create something very special. We were pretty much just became aware of it when people would keep on saying to us, You got something going, you know, you got something special there and we were like, We do? You know, wow. and uh I think that's the magic behind it, you know, we were just playing and um so maybe we we were there at the right time, but one thing I can say for sure is that we have been sacrificing a lot to be able to tour as much. You know, we quit our day jobs, education, um, you know, our girlfriends, and that's been so many sacrifices to being able to do what we do. You know, we we started like everybody else, going out in a cold nine seater, you know, you know, and just actually paying to play. You yeah. Know? Um, that that's just how it works, you know. You, we we're pretty much aware of that we earned our stripes, but you know we take good care of our stripes. You know we don't take anything for granted. You mentioned sacrifices. I know you mentioned like girlfriends and day jobs. Of all of all the things you've had to give up because you're on the road so much, what's the one thing you just kind of like? Oh, I just wish we could get that back. I, I hate the fact that I have to sacrifice this. Our food. Food. <laughs> oh, I love it. Being away from the da- <laughs> being away from the Danish food is is pretty tough, you know. Um, but uh, I, I think what hurts the most being on the road is being away from your family. We basically do the same thing every day. So sometimes you're not even aware of what what city you're in. Excuse me, but that's, I'm just very honest. You know, no, it, it can take hours for me to. Actually, <laughs> it can take hours. I can sit backstage and say, "Where the f- are we anyway?" <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a little note on this on the on the bottom of the stage that just says, "Say Cleveland." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's you know, it's not like we don't think about where we are. It's right. just that the days are so similar to each other, you know, so uh, it happens where, you know, an hour before stage time, everybody looks at each other like, where the f*** are we? You know, <laughs> totally that moment. Uh. <laughs> you don't want to be the guy that's like, hello, Milwaukee, and like, uh, we're in Tacoma, Washington right now. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned how you're excited about Anthrax and you love Anthrax. I, myself, and I know Toppy on our show grew up as, as well, huge Anthrax fans. And as a guy who has some great pipes, if, if, the, if the moment happened, they're like, dude, we need you to sing on a certain song. Which song from Anthrax would you pick? You know, um, I really like that song from the, the latest uh, uh, album um, from Worship Music. That's this song called, um, I think it's called In The End. Oh, wow. That's so you go, you go new school Anthrax. I like it. That's, that Worship Music album, I thought was just, they knocked it out of the park with that one. It is a great album. Of course, I'm a huge fan of uh, their old stuff. I, I gotta admit, I'm I'm more into the Joey Belladonna time. So I'm yeah. you know, I'm so 
glad and thankful that he's back in the band. You know, John Bush was doing an amazing job. Yeah. But you know, growing up listening to the to um, the stuff they did with Joey just had an impact on me. Um, so him him back in the band is is, is great, and uh, and I think that comeback album they did with Joey is amazing. And when I heard that song in the end, you know, I, I texted Charlie and said, "That's a f- amazing song. I wish I wrote uh, <laughs> I wrote that song." And he said. And he said, that's a song I had for such a long time, and I didn't know how to, to write it to the end. That's awesome, man. You know, I've heard stories that you guys are working on some new stuff while on the road. I would imagine it's nice having a guy like Rob, who's a guitarist in your band, but also a producer, to be there at, during the songwriting process. I mean, I, that's got to be a, a, a win-win. Yeah, you know, me too. You know, we, we are in the writing process right now, and I'm I'm writing every day, using a lot of hours to, to get into the the right material and it's pretty much like the old days that I'm 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 writing most of the material but then I I have certain spots open for Rob where you know where he can um you know put in some of his ideas and nice. stuff you know and it, it's working out pretty good Awesome. Michael, uh, looking forward to seeing you at the Wamu Theater on, on uh, April 29th with Anthrax and also a Crobot. Uh, get tickets at Ticketmaster, and we really appreciate you taking some time to call in. You're welcome, and thank you so much for the interview. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you. Bye. Man, could he not be a cooler guy? That was sweet. Yeah. I love his accent. Oh, dude. He can tell me to clean my room in that accent, and I yeah. would clean it right now. Yeah. I don't what? know why. He just has like that. I don't know. There's something about that. Like, it sounds authoritative. Mm-hmm. in his voice mm-hmm. but he was nice the whole time so oh, it was like yeah. this weird yeah. like kind of like sweet and sour his voice sounded very authoritative but he was very nice especially Plus, when he swore yeah he dropped i was gonna say he dropped three f-bombs how, so how metal is that man? <laughs> that was so and gangster cool. and it was like so unexpected he's like this very polite answers everything's going great and then all of a sudden f him <laughs> <laughs> man, so he mentioned that anthrax song i think we should check it out let's listen to uh it's in the end i believe so let's check out the new Anthrax, uh, the most recent Anthrax. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Well, let's just check out the new Anthrax song. It's new to us. Deal with it. Who's there? This would be an awesome doorbell. It's still going. <laughs> yeah. Very gothic. There we yeah. go. It's like, where's the vampires? This is the Anthrax I like to hear. In the end, off of their worship music record. Some call it the return to true anthrax. Joey Belladonna back with the boys once again. It'll probably take like four minutes for him to start singing because it's like true anthrax. They've got the epic beginnings, just like Metallica used to. So this made it onto the radio then, right? No, not at all, <laughs> unfortunately. Anthrax is one of those bands I always felt like was so close. They were on the precipice, but I think then when the they changed singers, that's kind of what like kind of made them take a few steps back. Even uh, though I, li- I, know, I like John Bush. I know uh, Michael said that he didn't say he wasn't a fan, but he was more of a fan of Joey, but I like them both.
I could see Michael from Volbeat singing on this song. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It would sound pretty awesome. crazy story. I don't know if you'll think it's sure. crazy, but as an Anthrax fan, I thought it was a crazy story. I was listening or reading. I don't remember how I was paying attention to this interview, but uh, Corey Taylor from Slipknot was being interviewed. And apparently before they were able to get Joey Belladonna back in the band as a singer, there were talks of him joining Anthrax for this record. So like wow. this would have been, obviously the vocals would have been different because it would have been Corey Taylor's words and so, I mean, the melodies might have been different, but he might have been singing over these riffs. Wow. Which is crazy. But apparently their record label, uh, Slipknot's label, I think, shot it down. They're like, yeah, you're not jumping ship to go to another label. Record an album with a different band that's not on our label. Yeah. And, you know, it's a business. I get it. Yeah. They should have just change his name to, like, Tori Taylor or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have heard Tory Taylor with Anthrax. That would have been badass. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that would have turned out. Like this, yeah. is, this is the most Anthrax I've ever listened to. So, well, we did rap to you the uh, the on the man song. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and you kind of hear it on those email intros with uh, Ziggy and Ike the Bear. You're right. You're an Anthrax fan. Just admit it. Hardcore, dude. Every T-shirt. <laughs> Toppy, how you feeling about this one? I don't think I've ever heard this before. It's all right. Yeah. I was a Joey guy. Kind of left the band after that. I think every it's kind of like when Karabi joined uh, Motley Crue. Yeah, it's like the album wasn't all that horrible, but it was it wasn't Vince Neil, so you're just like, eh. Yeah. yeah. Losing singers is, I think, that's the most impossible thing, unless they pass away, of course. It's like, yeah, then you feel, I mean, you kind of feel bad for the band because then at that point the guys are kind of left out in the cold. Right. Like ACDC, Alice in Chains. I mean, how do you Drowning Pool. Them? Drowning Pool. Yeah. Drowning Pool's been, they're like, they're like the spinal tap of singers. Yeah, that's just brutal. Yeah. But then, like, a band like, and I, you know, I like this stuff that Chester's done with uh, Stone Temple Pilots. I like it a lot, yeah. but I think. There are a lot of people similar to Toppy with Anthrax that as soon as they put out stuff without Scott Weiland, they're like, eh, it's not yeah, Stone Pilots. That. Yeah, I, I was in that camp, definitely. You're a hater. I am, sorry. Yeah. Oh, he cursed right there. I mean, I, I switched them. I flipped the top. You don't have to flip it. I was looking out for you, man. Even though I cursed earlier, I'm still looking out for you. Is that the old backwards trick? Oh, yeah. Nice. Where the Yeesh. F word becomes cuff. Yeah. You cuffing idiot. It's the ish. Yeesh. Yeesh. All right, now we're just making fart sounds. All right. That's my hey, backwards swear. Before the Ted Smith gets in here, and that, I, I do dig that song, and I would love to hear Michael from Volbeat sing on that That'd one. That'd be cool, man. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about Mariner's opening day, because Mono Nick, you were there. It was yesterday. It was the big day. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I did not realize until right before we started this podcast when you were talking about the LED lights, because the Mariners are the first ballpark in all the country to experiment with a new type of lighting. Then you said something to the point that made me realize you weren't just watching it on TV because I didn't really notice much of a difference watching the game on television. But then again, it was a day game. Yeah, maybe tonight for the night game I'll notice it more. But what was it like being there? It was cool. Like the LED lights, like they had them on during the day, which I was like, wow, that's kind of weird. But there was some cloud coverage. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, in between um, innings, they start playing like 
weird techno music stuff like that like mariners they've always been kind of on the edge for like that kind of edm stuff right and um the mariners obviously their bullpen dance a lot and they put that into their video presentation this year so they have the mariners um bullpen participants like members up on the the big screen dancing in between trying to uh innings trying to get the fans riled up and while this, the LED lights are flashing in all these Jeez, weird... Jeez, man, it's a rave. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's how they had for the opening ceremony. Uh, it was like a disco down on the field when the Mariners came running out on the red carpet. I don't know if anybody saw that on the televised broadcast. but they didn't. Yeah, like they ran out of like this disco door. <laughs> it was really? crazy. Yeah, weird. Was, I know. They're, they're all in it. And, man, it was awesome. What a great game. <laughs> Somebody that works in the Mariners like front office is like a fan of raves then. Yeah. Well, Can they change the lights? Can they like make a bunch of different like you know what I mean like light configuration like colors and yeah. stuff like that? I'm sure they could. They only had the white lights out there yeah. now, but I'm guessing they could do anything they want with Might those. Might well things. get creative like in between innings, just like flip it to like a blue hue or yeah. a yellow hue when 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 it's uh, King's Court. That'd yeah, be awesome. Mar- yeah, do put some K's up there or something Hell like that. Yeah. It was cool. I, I'm excited for the season. Well, hey, as of this moment when we're taping this, they're one and zero. Right. I mean, it's they, only we're 161 games away geez. from a perfect season. Like, or like everyone was walking, like they're all walking out. Well, we only need 116 more games to break the season single season win record. I'm like, let's, Jesus, people, let's like, not get crazy. Let's just be happy if they make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, one baby steps, people. Yeah. I mean, it's a great lineup, but you know how it is. I mean, you're a baseball fan, and yep. I, from being a kid, I remember seeing teams that look great on paper and that just epically fell apart during the games. Yep, every pitcher is one pitch away from a season-ending injury. That too, yeah. <laughs> Felix looked good on the mound. Oh, man, it yep. was lights out. Like We got a little nervous there when he gave up the home run to, to Trout. To Trout. Um, but he came back. He struck out the side in the first, and then I think he had six Ks by the end of the third. And I'm like, well, Felix, is it's, it's done now. We got this one in the book. What did you eat while there, man? I had uh, lightly salted peanuts and Excuse beer. Me? That's it? Lightly yeah. salted? Dude, the lines were insanely long. Is there a heavily salted peanut that's Well, they're available? salted, and then there's lightly oh, okay. salted. And they need heavily salted peanut for the guy who just wants that high blood <laughs> I pressure. I just want the sodium, But they please. were the ones that were made in the small batches and stuff, like roasted in small batches. They're CB's nuts. Oh, CD's nuts, you said? CB's. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be awesome. It's CD's nuts. My little Who brother. Wants CD's nuts? My little brother said the exact same thing. I'm like, here, you want some of my peanuts? And he took a couple and he goes, he spits them out. And I'm like, what? He goes, there's no salt on them. I'm like, no, they're lightly salted. <laughs> You're That's not terrible. salty enough for me. Yucky. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, the lines were just way too long. Um, well, you got 45. For I don't think we're used to having 45,000 people in a ballpark these days. So. Yeah. You know, it, it, I, hey, we've gone to a lot of Mariner games where it's like, oh, there's no line in the bathroom. Oh, you know, there was that joke earlier from what Conan O'Brien that said that Wrigley, uh, at Wrigley Field, the lines were just so bad that people were peeing in cups. Yeah, I saw those pictures of that, and it was it looked disgusting. Like it looked like imagine. full uh, glasses of beer, but it wasn't beer. Oh man, <laughs> just sitting out there waiting for anybody. Could you just imagine just a drunk guy walking by? Like, oh, cool, there's some beer. Oh, <laughs> and they didn't man. like even throw them in trash cans or anything. Not in the photos. <laughs> like, they <laughs> just... come on, yeah. man. It, it turned into an ugly scene for Wrigley. There, they had to apologize. His <laughs> family's there too, right? Yeah. So, like, people just whipping out their dongs, taking in line, taking a I leak. guess. Yeah. 
Jeez, man. And it, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and how about the men's lines were too long, not the women's? Man, I've been to like magic events. And you just, like a dude will just sneak into the, the woman's restroom real quick. Because there's no women at those events. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no women at this baseball game. Come on. Of course there's women yeah, at Wrigley Field. That's a, that's a social event. Opening yep. day, you <laughs> know they're right, yeah. And chicks like they like to get dressed up and go to baseball games. I know, There's nothing more fun than chick watching at the Mariners games. There's so many hot chicks that go to Mariners games. It's kind of annoying too because one of the best spots to sit at Safeco is the Mariners bullpen landing. Oh, at the pen, yeah, and. That's where they have corporate events, or if they yeah. don't, if there's no corporate events, then that's where all the the frat guys and the sorority girls go all to the hang bros out. Bros and the bitches, yeah, and they're just <laughs> drinking and partying. They're not even watching the game. Well, that's why I think people go to that area. They buy right. the cheapest ticket they can get, and they just party. See, not me. I buy an expensive ticket, and I go and stand on the line, like right on the rail, and I want to watch right there because it's a good spot. And then I'm just getting pushed in the back. Yeah. And- yeah, but that's okay. I'll just are you go take doing it so you can watch the people warm up in the pen, or are you just doing it because you like to be? I like that to be right there. Yeah, right in the heart of it. Reminds me of growing up when we'd sit in the outfield bleachers at the Kingdom. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah, and they'd have the plexiglass up. If I want to have memories of what it was like to go to ball, I used to go to a lot of Yan- uh, Yankee games at the old Yankee Stadium, and I'll never forget just the feeling of. You could not. It's almost like they never cleaned the floors. Yeah, and it felt like like before every game they just took honey and poured it on the floor. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there were times like my foot Dad, would be I'm stuck. stuck. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like pulling it, and like you know when you're a kid you don't really tie your shoes all that well anyway. So I pull it, my my shoe would stay, and my foot would pop up. I'm like, it's disgusting. And then you just step down into your sock, and then your sock is sticky, and then yeah. it's just over. It's so different Oof. how it is now. It's like you know. Super corporate. Yeah. It's super expensive. But going to a Yankee game in the 80s when I was growing up, I mean, they were giving away tickets. Well, they, yeah, the Yankees were terrible. They were awful. So bad. They were. The only decade that they didn't win a championship. Yeah. The whole decade? Nope. And I felt bad because that was Donnie Baseball's, like, his prime time. And, like, me and BJ, we were even talking about that yesterday. We're like, Steve grew up in New York watching Donnie Baseball. And Donnie Baseball never got to go to the playoffs. Right. as a player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah, the last time that I think they, the closest they got was winning in 80, but the Dodgers beat them. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, yeah, they just stunk. And that was my favorite decade for the It's so funny because everybody loves the Yankees. You know, New, Well, not everybody, but a lot of people like the Yankees in New York. And you hear their stories of their favorite era of Yankee players, whether it be the 70s because of Reggie Jackson or the 90s mm-hmm. because, you know, you got the, the, the Jeters coming the into Bernie the world. The Bernie Williams. The Bernie Williams. I mean, you know. Uh, Jack the, McDowell. Pettit. Yeah, Roger Clemens, yeah. all that crazy stuff. And I'm always like, I love the 80s. And everyone's like, the 80s? Yeah, man, with Paul what? O'Neill. Yeah, with Ron Guidry and Dave Rigetti. Sure. Like these no-name guys to most baseball fans. But yeah. they were like my heroes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's just nuts. And, and But mainly, I'm, I'm glad I could say I grew up watching Donnie Baseball play baseball. He was an amazing player. Yeah. Lee Mazzilli, Greg Nettles. Greg Nettles, man. Oh. He was a coach Willie for me Randolph. Once. Greg Nettles was a coach for you? Yeah, he, he uh, it was either him or his brother. It was one of the Nettles. I know, like, they had a um, a baseball facility down in Puyallup. Oh. And when I was in um, AAU baseball and uh, what's the other stuff, Sandy Koufax stuff, uh, we would go down there and they would videotape us batting and pitching and uh, teach us fundamentals. Nice. Yeah. And I think Nettles was the third baseman, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hot corner. Yeah, exactly. So he was he was our hitting coach. He was the guy that was videotaping us, and we. My brother had his baseball glove, not <laughs> nice. like his actual one, but one that had the fake autograph on it. Neat. Yeah. The that coolest was... thing is he actually brought game tape from old games of like Jose Canseco and stuff, and we would get to watch 
that. So it was might... almost like being in a a, a pro level yeah. coaching situation. Yeah. It where was they so examine cool. tape. Yep. Nice. Rev, uh, for the weekend, I know you went, I mean, Ted's about 10 minutes away, so we'll have Ted Smith join us in just a few minutes uh, to talk about the Tacoma Donkeys trip to Spokane, which took it to a whole new level. I, I know I say it every year, and somehow every year we take it to a new level. I can't wait to share some of these stories. And yeah, these stories how many can't you tell? Most. <laughs> but there's enough to share. My favorite. There's enough to share. There's going to probably be stories bleeding into this podcast, into the podcast, which, of course, you can pick up on KSW's website or on iTunes and Stitcher. It's going to bleed onto the Megacast as well, I'm sure. It's just, if you're a fan of all of our podcasts, just expect a lot of stories about the classic. But before we get to that, I want to ask you about uh, Norwest Con. You're 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 big uh, Easter weekend drunk fest. Yeah, this was our our nerd uh, nerd spring break, I guess is what we call it. And it's uh, we were uh, me and my best friend, uh, the the PLP Brogan. Him him and I have been going to this now either nineteen or twenty years. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, we're not ready to say twenty. So we're just going to say that it is 19 years this 19 time. 19 plus in, one. Yeah. And 19 next, plus two. And, well, next you're year like will a, be you're the You're like 20th. a 39-year-old woman. You're old. <laughs> get over it. <laughs> so I think next year we're going to turn it into the 20th, and we're going to have a, a, a bunch of fun with that. I think we're actually going to have a room party for our own. you got to get a suite, man. 20-year uh, anniversary. You can't, though, because the suites are taken by the big parties. What uh, do you mean a room party? What does that mean? Like, that's can you a just party. have a party? Um, I, I imagine it's a party in a room. Yes, it's a party in a room. Well, I mean, you have to plan this out. Can you just say let's party? Uh, no, because <laughs> how we did it. Hotels have a lot of rules and stuff, and especially if you're going to incorporate a lot of people. Like, it, I think we'll do like a, cur- a closed room where we just invite people and just don't let anybody come in, oh. um, because that's what a lot of these parties Except do. Except for bitches, you always well, let the well, bitches. Yeah, bitches in. always get in. Yeah. But the, that was on our bus. <laughs> um, but yeah, like these things are big. Of Affairs because you got to coordinate with the hotel because I like uh, even I think Michelle this year said that this like this party is kind of like a stress test for the uh, for the hotel because everything goes wrong like there were big old water leaks and like sometimes just like uh, the elevators just don't work so we always just. It, this this place has been around since the 60s. Why don't you get a different hotel? Because it's, it's part a, of the tradition. Yeah, it's absolutely tradition. It's been new, doing it here, I think, for 38 years. Like, this is wow. the 38th year for this convention, and I think every year has been at this hotel. Is this the only thing that keeps the hotel going? Could be. <laughs> that really hookers. Could. It might, man. <laughs> That's hookers and uh, strung out uh, heroin addicts. But it, it, it is so much. <laughs> Did you name the hotel? Is I have the not hotel? yet. Okay, no, good. I don't, don't believe don't. so. <laughs> is it the <laughs> hotel I'm thinking of where I like had to pick some stuff up from Probably, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And uh, uh, But it's it's like we were looking at it, and this is the one time of year where we get to uh, mix up with a lot of people who I used to game with and used to hang out with. So it is that one thing that brings everyone back, people uh, make sure that they set this uh, set time aside to do this, and it's not really for the convention. I mean, I go for the convention to you know see people that I've seen, but it's the parties. Uh, yeah, I did. I, you see Jar George R R Martin there? No. Why I not? I said, did you see Jar Jar Binks? I'm like, <laughs> damn. I might have. Has no, the mighty yeah. fallen? So, no. The guest of honor this year is George. Was George R R Martin the guy who wrote Game of Thrones, like right. the Song of uh, Ice and Fire, and all that stuff? He was there for this. You didn't even go to it. I didn't even see him. Um, You didn't invite him to your private party? Oh, there were many. the biggest guy in geekdom right now, like Nerdville. Many invitations. Um, But he was busy. He was doing panels. He was doing doing autograph signings. I don't know. He wasn't partying. Not bitches. There were 
There were <laughs> contingency plans if he did show up to a room party, uh-huh. which was pretty awesome because every party that uh, he could have gone to, it was one of those things where if he shows up, uh, no one else gets to go in, exit privileges only. So there was a couple of times where you were just hanging around saying, oh, maybe he'll show up. And uh, all right, cool. So everyone's like on. holding their pee because you don't want to There was a couple. It. Yeah. And there was like one party that was pretty sure that they were going to get him to come and show up. But I don't think he did. And I was too drunk at that point. I was just wandering around. So I didn't care. What is your favorite memory from the weekend? If, 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 you, could, if you could pinpoint one. <sighs> Gosh. There, there was a lot of things. I mean, just playing Magic was kind of fun, but that's kind of boring for you guys. Um, yeah, that I, would be one of my favorite memories. It would, I, I guess it would be every year it's the same thing, doing the KY wrestling. Uh, I referee it. Yep. And are these girls hot? They're, yes. Here's the thing with that. <laughs> How much do you pay for these girls? <laughs> I, it's, I don't even think it's paying for them because a lot of them do it. They're, some they're of them are. They're they burlesque for- dancers, you <laughs> Oh, oh God! Kidding, man, God! Gosh, you got Hating offended. on the ladies. Just relax. I'm goofing around. They Jeez. do it for free. They do it just to have the experience of yeah. a punching well, game. Well, I don't know. If they're not getting paid, totally. they're obviously not hooking. Burlesque dancers are usually fat, though. These, not yeah. all of them, man. That's the ones I see. Them. You, Some th- of them, yeah, they're all shapes and sizes. But just saying. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there entering the house, the man, the Here, myth, Ted. the legend. Here, Ted, use this. Uh, use this one. AKA yeah. Coach. The Ted Smith, everybody, star of the podcast. Woo! How are you, sir? You know, Steve, I, I'm not there yet, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've already cursed on our podcast because my you? brain's not working properly. And I, and I forgot my notes, so I'm going to go run and grab my notes of things I wanted to talk about when you came in. All right, that works. All right, right. So you guys talk amongst yourself. All right. Hey, Ted, how are you doing? What's up, guys? Not too much, man. It's kind so of ironic. Uh, I yesterday. heard you are kind of a pansy yesterday. <laughs> yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't show up for work. Oh, Steve, Steve worked. Should, and yeah, you Steve didn't work. came in at three in oh, the morning. Oh, crap about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Steve made me look great. Yeah, <laughs> the talk of the hallway yesterday. Everyone's like, "Why are you here?" And Ted's not. I'm like, "Because oh, Ted's." Really? And I go, "Because Ted's smarter than me." Oh man. Ted works on the show that takes the Monday after the Super Bowl off every year right. too, which is also the smartest thing. Great point. Man. Yeah, amazing. Point. I like this is a knock, not a knock on Ted. This is a knock on your friend Steve here, who's stupid enough to come into work yesterday. <laughs> well, I saw our GM today, and he goes. Ah, glad to see you're back. Like, I took two vacation days. Right, I know. <laughs> Best part is, at one point, like, yeah, you had to come into work, didn't you, Steve? I tried to get him to take it off. <laughs> I had <laughs> over all day off. I could have got BJ on board. <laughs> we all got out of that day off. Amazing. Next year we'll work on it. Well, no, like we, Rev didn't have anything going on. He's at Northwest Con all weekend. Northwest Con, Northwest yeah. Con, or Northwest Con. Oh, whatever. He's at a con. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Judging a KY Jelly Wrestling competition. Hell yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, Burlesque got... dancers, not hookers. And oh, God, Jesus Christ. I'm, uh, just, oh. I'm just making sure that everyone knows. <laughs> Is there a fine line between burlesque dancers? I don't and... know. Ask these guys. Well, Rev's getting a little... Uh, his, Are his... burlesque dancers in your mind usually fat? Uh, th- <laughs> in general. <laughs> just well, in general. The they're of the bigger... I agree with Toppy. Their yeah. burlesque girls are generally bigger. Some of them, yeah. though, are very attractive. It's but, like a girl who says, I'm curvy, then you immediately think, okay. I mean, we know what you're really trying to say, and it's okay. I mean, but bro, the, the Heavenly Spies were one of the rare exceptions to the yes. rule of when they, I remember when they said they were a burlesque group and they wanted to come in, and I'm like, oh. And then I went on their website, I'm like, you're booked. <laughs> These girls yeah. are hot. Because there's some I see up at Meltdown every year. Yeah. And it's like, there's some that show up and they're like, they look like burlesque girls. And there's other ones that show up that look like super hot. It's like, you guys are burlesque too? 
Yep. <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense. No, I hear you, man. I think there's a certain perception that we have. With that said, a little bit heavier or not, any girls in the corset and kind of the same outfits, you end up wanting to bang. Yeah, I yeah. agree. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of corsets. If you put fishnet stockings yeah. on a chick, I'm all about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hell yes. Let's talk about the classic, though. Ted, I don't All want right. to keep you too long because I know you actually have a job to do since, you know, you've been... Um, away for a month. Away for so long. <laughs> there was a point off. yesterday where they thought that you were still in Spokane. What? The people are here at work. I'm like, I didn't leave him. What do you think? We all got on a bus and said, see you later, Ted? I was not in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You ended up in Tacoma. I did. And you never made it back home? Nope. Not till yesterday. Congratulations. I heard that. That's why yesterday I texted wow. Steve during the morning show, and I was en route back to Seattle. Oh, I thought you were just an early riser. I'm like, good for Ted getting up early, getting his day going. No, I was just like, all right, I gotta get, I gotta sit on my couch now, <laughs> yeah. in my in my home. <laughs> well, um, before we start any of the talk about the, the I want to first get, give huge thanks to uh, Levi Lion and Lion Pride Music, uh, Grace, his girlfriend, who both of them were in studio. Uh, also, uh, Rich, the bus driver. Who couldn't be a funnier guy? That guy was awesome. Rich was on fire. And Dwayne, who's awesome and crazy. I love that guy. He was he was great. Just to give you an idea of how what the classic does to people who are brought into the world of the donkeys. When we first met Dwayne, we offered him a beer. Yep. Dwayne said, "Nah, man, I'm not drinking. I'm being good." We're like, "Cool." Fast forward two hours later, and Dwayne is wasted. Donkeys, oh, donkeys. He, he finally donkeys. said, "He just said F it," and just started crushing beers with the rest of us. There was a moment during. I guess we could share this story. There's Uh-oh. a moment on the way back, and we're gonna we're gonna bounce around. I don't think there's gonna be any like rhyme or reason to these stories that we the, some of the stories that we share. But nah, just whatever pops in your head. At Levi the moment. gets on the bus and says, "Hey, I got a text from uh, from Dwayne's wife. Dwayne, she hasn't heard from him since Friday night. Whoa. Now we've been with Dwayne this whole time, and this is Sunday. And the last text, she says, "I'm going out with the boys," and he and he never wrote her back again. That was the last time. So of course. Eventually, Dwayne gets on the bus, and we're all like, Dwayne, call your wife. Come on, man. <laughs> and Steve's leaving out part of the craziness in that story is that I wake up. We're supposed to be on the bus at, what, 9? That was the plan was on Sunday on morning. Night, right? So I wake up in my room at 11. Oh. Levi's there. Well, that's helpful, at <laughs> right. least. Right. Levi and his girlfriend had crashed into my room, and he's like, oh, man, we got to get up. Because <laughs> like, the only reason we got up was because Dwayne's wife was texting Levi. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, it was so funny because everyone, like, I, I talked with Levi and he's like, oh, yeah, let's let's bounce at nine. I want to get back in town. And I'm like, fine. I texted all the fellas. Uh, the only two people who woke up at nine, actually, the only person who woke up at nine was Heaney, uh, one of our guys, who you would think he's like the hardest partier. And he, he got up, huh? He was up. He banged on my door, woke me up at 9.15, and I'm like, dude, I got to shave my head. I got to shave my face. I got to look presentable when I go home to see my wife, and I still got to pack. I got to do all this stuff. I'm like, you got to give me 25 to 30 minutes, which really means 45. Oh my God. He's now banging on everyone else's doors. No one's waking up. I was going to say, we have adjoining rooms. I yeah. didn't even hear you guys wake up. I get out. I I, I, I pack up. I check out by, before 10 o'clock. I, I'm like walking to the bus thinking, oh, I'm going to post up, get all situated. Bus is locked. I'm like. They're not up either. <laughs> it took until about noon until we got going Uh-oh. because it was just everybody was hurting. But all right, let's begin with um, Friday. We all meet up at the at the hockey rink. Uh, we get in the bus. Are you going to leave out our lovely family dinner at uh, Trappers? We did have a great dinner at Trappers. We met a couple of listeners. Where they walked by and just said, "Love the show, guys." Nice. And we're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Family right, dinner involves Steve and his wife. Uh, we all get sushi. 
But I also get a, what did I have? Two or three 22-ounce IPAs. Right. Nice. In all fairness, Getting that ready. third one that you asked for, you asked for the 16-ounce. They just ran out of glasses, so you begrudgingly took the 22-ounce. <laughs> begrudgingly. Yeah, sure. For the 16-ounce price, I hope. You know, we yeah. never even bothered to look. I didn't even bother to look. Yeah. Oh, after just, three of those, yeah, it, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter after that. <laughs> I buy everybody one. Yeah. <laughs> Sushi on me. I mean it. On me. Oh. No. So Friday morning, Ted and I get up. Of course, it's like Christmas morning. We are just amped. We get we load up the the the, the Jeep, which is like loaded all the way to the Oh, you were talking about Thursday night, yeah. what you just were talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Family so then, dinner. I didn't understand when this when your wife would have been around for this. Oh, she came on the trip, guys. No, oh, she yeah, did it. Sure. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> we wouldn't she would have a newfound uh depreciation for me, I think, yeah. if she was there for this trip, just by how wasted I was. Um <laughs> Friday morning <laughs> we get to the rink. Everybody's already pre-funking. The party has already started. We were supposed to leave around nine. One of the guys doesn't show up till about ten. Oops. Um, or there's little, a full-on tailgate going. The yeah. one guy, Q Ray, like literally has his tailgate down and has like a Bloody Mary bar. Like oh, he, there was, you nice. could make a with orange juice if you wanted. Mimosa. A Mimosa. No, that's champagne. What's vodka and orange? Screwdriver. Screwdriver. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Screwdriver. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as soon as me and Steve got there. Uh, uh, Jay's like, here, take a sip of this. And there's just mason jars of moonshine. Which uh, Northwest nice. Moonshiner swung yeah. by because he, um, we know his son. Well, I know Ken and as he used well. to coach some of the donkeys. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he knows all the donkeys. I didn't know that. I never made the connection that he's Northwest <laughs> Moonshiner. He listens to the podcast as well. And he yeah. dropped off two mason jars of Everclear. And oh, I had geez, There yet. you go. So he's like, here, <laughs> try some of this. I take a big swig. I didn't, because it had a nice, pretty color to it. He said it was apple oh, pie. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, no. there you apple go. Apple pie is amazing, by the way. Yeah. yeah, let's just say he. the emphasis more was on the moonshine than the. Oh. Like, it was strong. It was good. But first drink of the morning, I almost felt wasted by that one sip. Like, I was like, whoa, this is heavy. This was awesome. Oh, totally. I had two pulls of that stuff and, like, a beer, and it was like, yep, got a buzz again. <laughs> <laughs> we finally all, like, load up into the bus, and then we uh, head on, and and well, I forgot a bunch of T-shirts for, like, the driver, for uh, for Levi, so we had decided that we got to take the bus to my house. Which was awesome. <laughs> which was, we'll get to that. I'm sure the neighborhood second. loved that. Right. We're rolling in at, like, <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning. And a giant party bus to my neighborhood, which is very quiet. But we made a pit stop first at Clear Choice Cannabis. Oh, yeah. That was great. I've never been in a recreational. I've never been in any kind of pot shop. The only thing I've ever been in is like some dude's apartment where he sold me weed. Linger. This was so cool, man. Have you ever been in a pot shop yet? I've never. I have. Yeah. It's pretty cool, man. They're pretty sweet. At least the Clear Choice Cannabis one was phenomenal. It's like all this great uh, glass pipes and apparatuses and... Bud tenders telling yeah, you what kind of say, weed waxes, and there's just like the place with just flour, yeah. and it was it was awesome. All types of edibles, uh, and then we walk in, and Levi's like, "Here, this is a gift from us to you. Here's a hundred dollars for you guys to spend." Uh, and so, of course, we give the money to Ted, and Ted was in charge, and he got us some goodies. Yeah, they're like, either nice. Ted or Steve has to spend it. And Steve goes, "Take care of that." I was like, "No problem. <laughs> yeah. I got this." <laughs> nice. So, of course, I bought two two uh, containers each for fifty dollars. Yeah, nice. perfect. Yeah. What'd you get? Great. Uh, I got like a heavy, nice uh, sativa yeah. for like daytime, and then I got a real heavy indica for uh, chilling out at nighttime. There you go. And Which, I'm, shockingly, we never really smoked much of that. Yeah. And the reason being, <laughs> yeah. keep going, keep we, going. We finished in there, and we walk into the bus, and at this point, Grace and Levi decided to, they made Easter baskets for all of us. Oh, and Lord. We quickly <laughs> shared it on the air, but I never really got into the full detail of what were in these Easter baskets, but these baskets were 
filled with some awesome goodies. Yeah. Like home-baked goodies? No, uh, like, like store-bought right, like, goodies. Yeah, like edibles, but then there was like an edible energy shot, like a five-hour energy with weed in it. Nice. Yeah, i never even seen that one. And everybody had like a free eighth, so at this point, like... Right, a free eighth of weed what? was in everybody's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so everybody has like weed. Right. Like, like, Smoke them if you got them. Yeah. Right? We've Who's got, got more, the wraps? We've got more beer on the bus. Like, at this point, there's no worries this about like this trip. This is like the Snoop Dogg van. We Jesus. have over 400 cans of beer that we counted. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah. And just to give, put it in perspective, on the way home, we had to stop and get more beer. What, did everybody have to, like, bring two to just get on the bus? Like, two cases just to Pretty get on the bus? Pretty much, yes, actually. <laughs> um, not only was there weed in there, there was a lighter and a mini bubbler bong. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Then there's a little miniature bottle of booze for everybody. And a free pass to foxes. Yeah, and awesome. then there was oh, nice. there was some uh, like Advil or something in there. I wouldn't even have made it to Spokane. Like right. I got my whole day set right here. Sorry, guys. Well, dude, Nick, you this. have no idea because the free miniatures of booze too. We forgot they were around. Oh yeah. So every once in a while, like in the locker room, I'm throwing out beers, and I was like, "Oh, there's a miniature tequila." And it's like, "Coach, you got to chug it." So I just ripped it open and <laughs> just just it down. Oh yeah. man, surprise! And throughout the entire trip, anyone's like, "Ah, oh, that's who wants to smoke?" And everyone's like, "Well, just go through an Easter basket. I'm sure there's a bag of." Weed weed in there and there was always an eighth nice. something it was like there was just weed everywhere the entire team walks on the bus and they're just like we're all looking at each other like this is not re-. like before we even left tacoma we've already taken it to the next level yeah. like we joke about there's no way we could go to the next level but we went to the next level now we drive to my house and of course everybody needs to use the bathroom oh which yeah, is keep in mind people are already drunk and stoned out of their minds we get to steve's house it's like what time is it now? 11, 11? maybe? Yeah. yeah. Is your wife there? She thankfully left moments before we got there. One more question. Your your neighborhood's still being like constructed and yeah. built up, right? So there's outhouses on that street, right? I guess if you I look for them. I'd be like, you're using the outhouses. Well, here's this the problem. is a classy bunch. Yeah. yeah I'm oh, sure. Yeah. So, and, and mind you, almost everyone <laughs> took a, a pitch break at uh, Clear Choice Cannabis. Perfect. Right. But the booze is flowing. Right. The seal is broken. We get to my house, and I'm like, all right, let me go grab the T-shirts, because we felt bad. We're like, I, man, we got to hook these guys up with stuff, and, and, and we've done, especially Rich, the driver, he was really excited about the idea of getting a donkey shirt. So I'm like, dude, let's just take the detour. Our game's at 7. We got plenty of time. We can make, And I looked at Levi. I'm like, do we have enough time to stop and peel up? He's like, hell yeah, man. Let's do this. So we get there. A couple guys follow me, and they're like, hey, can I use your bathroom? I'm like, yeah, shoes off, please. Yep. I'm like, yep. I need to make sure that this doesn't look like my wife. I don't want any any evidence that we were in this house to where my wife would get weird. Well, a couple guys are taking a piss break. I look outside, and there's four donkeys outside of my house peeing on the dirt. Oh, that's classy, Ted. Outside of, right no, Ted name. was in the house. No, no, no. I was in the bus, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to even go into Steve's house. Right. I'm in the bus, and somebody goes, oh, that's a classic. Look at those four guys peeing, like, oh, right no. in the bushes like, in the front of Steve's house. Like, if house. you looked down at my oh, front my window, God. I would have saw all four dogs. You know the neighbors <laughs> came and like, Right, this is yeah. 11 in the morning, right. man. We have a giant butt. We've attracted attention with a giant butt. Now I got four of my dudes pissing outside of my so house. So I go, man, Steve isn't going to like this, honestly. And like as I say that, because I can't hear what's going on, I just see Steve pop out and like lean over. You just see his head bobbing. I don't know what he said to him. And then they all kind of put their heads down, zip up, take their shoes off, and walk in. <laughs> 
<laughs> I run out there and go, what the hell is wrong with you guys? I'm sure he said hell, too. Right, yeah. A different word that starts with an F. Right. They come in, and I'm looking, and I'm like, are you guys stupid? Like, this is my house, man. Like, come on. And they're all, like, heads are down like they're getting scolded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were. Because I never get mad at these guys. I love these guys. And I look at Munson, who was one of the culprits, and I go, oh, of course it was. He was the ringleader. I go, Munson, how old are you, man? And he looks and he goes, I'm 28. 28. <laughs> and I just started laughing. I'm like, all right, fine. You're right. Who cares? Whatever. And you know what's funny? I yelled at Munson like that also during the trip because Munson just, uh, he would just like drink a beer, kind of crunch it a little bit, and toss it. So finally, it's like Saturday afternoon, and I watch him just throw one on the floor, and I go, where do you live? Do you have a maid? What is this lavish lifestyle where you just drink something and throw it all the way? And the garbage pail is like five feet from him. Right. It's like, hey, jackass, we're the ones getting back on this bus. Why just litter? So that was like kind of, uh, and like I was telling these guys, I mean, some stories are going to bleed through onto the podcast and on the megacast, so we might not get to, of course, everything. And there's there's a whole set of stories that will never make its way on on. But, Ted, I mean, what are some of your favorite experiences that you can remember? Uh, I like the idea on the ride up there. So keep in mind, right, we've stopped now twice between Tacoma and just yeah. getting on the highway. I haven't right. even hit the highway yet. No. Once we get to the highway, somebody <laughs> got to pee already. Yep. Right? Yep. So I'm I think like, it was Heaney. Yeah, like, we're not waiting to pee. Actually, it was Gibbsy first. Oh, that's right. And then Heaney's like, I'll jump in. So then it's a rule, like, hey, you got to have seven votes and we'll pull over. So, oh, seven. Didn't it used to be just four? Yeah, well, this yeah. is a bigger bus. <laughs> so, so, right. So, I'm bitching and moaning, like, yeah, these guys pee too much, blah, blah, blah. Hey, yeah. Uh, we stop somewhere. I run into the Burger King and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get something to eat because I'm starving. So, I said, two cheeseburgers and a vanilla shake, right? Two cheeseburgers. This will be simple. Yeah. You fast forward 20 minutes, everybody has long been we done. We don't peeing. know. And I, none of us know where Ted is. So, we're like, how did we lose Ted? And, you know, he's just hellish. Uh, <laughs> it just took him forever to make damn cheeseburgers? Well, they're used to making the, Whoppers. And the thing is, you know what? In their defense, I don't. I think I walked in at like, you know, right, 1130 noon. This oh, right a, when they do the food switch? Right, this is like a small BK, man. They're not yeah. ready to get hammered by this crowd. Yeah. And the girl, you could tell the girl was new. She just she just took like six orders and then would kind of turn around and they, the burgers would be all piled up back there and it would just be like, uh. All right. Oh god. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're trying to. Figure, and finally, I get a text from Ted. And he's like, "I'm at BK. It's taking forever." I'm like, "All right." I'm like, "Hey boys, Ted's at BK. It's taking forever." And then it got in all their heads that Ted's buying us Burger King. Oh, oh no! Ted walks on with two burgers. Milkshake. <laughs> 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 I was like, "Sorry, man. I just had to eat something real quick." <laughs> we all had weird experiences on this trip with uh, fast food. So fast forward to uh, this had to be Saturday night. Uh, we just finished our two games. We are now, at, I mean, we've been bombed all day. Like, I mean, Friday we were bombed. We lost the first game on Friday at 7 o'clock. I mean, we were in no shape to play. You know, you're at seven hours of a trip, and you maybe even more. I mean, Friday night was tough. Yeah. And Friday night, man, we went out after the game, and then, crap, we were back at the hotel, I want to say, at like midnight or something. It was close to midnight. It was like maybe 1230 around yeah. then, and probably by the time everybody, like, dispersed to their rooms, it was probably like 1 o'clock. That's the yeah. earliest we've ever called it in a night. For I mean, everybody called it a night because we've been – it was just such a hardcore day of boozing. That's and, a marathon. And all the weed that was given to us. So you're, like, you're just killing each other like with all this, all these substances that are going through you and all that kind of stuff. But on Saturday, 
at some point, myself and uh, and Casey, one of the guys on the team, we want. He's like, hey, does anyone want to go with me? I want to get Taco Bell. It's like we just finished the game and he was hungry. He's like, before I want to go party. And we just won our final game, which was exciting. Like we won the game, and we're like, let's rage. <laughs> so he's like, I want to go. Keep in mind, I'm MIA at this point. Yeah, we've lost Ted. Oh god, I, you're I, a coach. I've, I've made friends with like this team that plays there all the time in Spokane. And the has, Grinders. The Grinders. Yeah. So I've buddied up with the Grinders, yeah. and the one guy's like, "You never seen our locker room?" I'm like, "No." You go in there, it's like a 1970s, like, awesome party. They have There's, a permanent locker room. Like, they yeah. pay yearly. Wow. Like, they're like the old, like the super team in that town. Like, they're the team that, like, everyone wants to play on, like, in the world of rock hockey. Like, they're former pros. and It's they, carpeted. They yeah. have, like, their own doctors in there. I'm telling you, dude. Wow. It was, and they were, I, I kept saying this, like, they were classy drinkers. So every once in a while, somebody would just tap you with a flask, like, here you go. Like, oh, thanks. Let's oh, keep it classy. No here. tiny bottles this time. <laughs> right. Not like us. <laughs> Pinky up. Oh, yeah. There was one point while we're getting ready in the locker room, and I look over and I see Zach, one of the guys on our team. He's got a giant bottle of this Jolly Rancher infused vodka that I made, and he's just pouring the entire bottle into a water bottle. Mm. Uh oh. That's going to be his water for the game. Like, oh, that's that's how yeah. classy the donkeys are. Nice. Yeah. So while you were gone, I'll get back to the fast food story in a second. Um, but while you were gone, you know, we were getting ready for our game, and we're like, we don't have our coach. So I'm texting Ted. I'm like, Coach, we need inspirational words. Like, come up here and say some good things to us. Not hearing anything from Ted. I'm like, oh, we've lost Ted at this point. So Dwayne, who eventually there's going to be a video, which I'm very terrified about because I'm scared. Because I don't even remember him. Like, there are times where I'm just wasting. I remember he's just filming. And I'm like, Uh-oh. oh, boy, this is going to. But I haven't told him not to do anything. So, I mean, I'm curious to see what he's going to make with this. And he took a bunch of pictures. So once all that stuff gets made, we'll be sure to share it. But, like, he was our videographer and our photographer. So we're all like, we need inspirational words. This is our final game. We're like, Dwayne, give us some inspirational words. He's so bombed. He starts talking and rambling. Everyone else just starts talking and nobody's paying attention because I'm like, I'll film this. In fact, I think I have the audio if you go to Donk Dwayne. Uh-oh. So while he's trying to give us inspirational words, you'll hear there's just complete chaos in our locker room. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Okay. Pop your I appreciate you, obviously. Figure right in your self to victory. Is that straight I'm not nothing, coach. I'm the camera guy. I don't know what to say. And you hear somebody go, hey, Zach, are you just putting pure vodka in there? That was when he's just dumping vodka. Yeah, I walked into the locker room like two minutes after that, and everybody's like, coach, we need we need another speech. Dwayne didn't do so well. <laughs> Poor guy. He was on the spot. He's like, I don't know what to say. I'm drunk. And nobody paying attention. We go out there and play that final game. In the first two games, we got schooled. The first game, I think, 10 to 1. Second game, I think it was like ten to four. Mm. Yeah, but the second game, you guys did all right. That only got that only kind of got high numbers towards the end there. Yeah, we we ran out of steam. Yeah, yeah, and and the and fully kicked in. Some guys chose to run out of steam. There yeah. was a little. There was a little uh, deliberate loss. Yeah. Some people taking some falls. Well, you know, sliding across. At halftime, it was tied. About the first ten minutes into the second uh, uh, second half, it's still tied. And there's a couple guys you hear them grumbling like. Uh, geez, boys, what are we doing? Are we actually going to win this one? I don't want to play tomorrow. The people are like, I don't want to play at noon on what? Sunday. Right? If we would have won game two, we would have, we'd have had to play around 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. We wanted uh, to be gone. Right. If we lost, 
this is how it works, and this is why we don't care about winning and losing to make it like we always were. Third game three is what we care about because you win game one, you got to be up at eight in the morning to play a game. Yeah. Not that, doing that's that. No bueno. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. we already because you see your schedule. Like if you win, you go to this bracket. If we lose, we play that. Was it two thirty? Yeah. So we're like, well, let's lose. Game two. If we win game two, we'd have to play at two one o'clock on Sunday. Oh, do that. What if we lose? If we lose, we play at eight thirty at night. Well, I could do that. That's only. That's not really. You'd say you're cutting into your drinking time, but we brought alcohol to the bench every time. I think oh, yeah. we were the only team that was bringing a cooler to the bench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Munson just chugs a beer, no matter how much is in the beer. After mm-hmm. he gets done a shift, every time the entire game, just chug it. Yeah, beer yeah. me. Yeah, and there's one just sitting there. So after the after crumple the, throw after right. the second game, <laughs> we've left out the part during the middle of this day where we almost twice I thought were on the verge of getting thrown out of places. <laughs> yeah. So after the game, the first game, we're like, let's get uh, before the first game, we go, let's get some lunch. We go to Chili's. Yeah. Because Ted was like jonesing for some Chili's, which was a great call. I wanted to go to Chili's. So you know, there's no Chili's in the Seattle area outside the uh, airport. Right. Yeah. So we go to Chili's. I didn't really think about our big how big our party was, and we couldn't just hop in the bar. Like Fifteen strong of us. Yeah. <laughs> So they gave us like yeah. a giant table with a condescending jerk of a waiter. Oh. <laughs> yeah. no, Free sure. backs? I can understand why. He, you know, <laughs> yeah, he just had his guard up, and it started right in the beginning. He's one guy goes, "Coors Lights for everybody," and somebody's like, "Well, I don't want one," and he goes, "Okay, so eleven Coors Lights, twenty-two are the big ones, and uh, and a water and a like Bloody Mary for this guy and a water." And Jay at the end of the table goes, "No, nah, man, ten. It's only ten. The guy's like, no, it's 11. No, man, it's only 10. <laughs> so we just set the tone for right oh, there. Yeah. And he counted it was 11. Yeah, yeah. of course. He was, he was condescending for a very good reason. Yeah, I wasn't but, worried yeah. about him as much. Like, there was a family when we first got there. Oh. And like there was one point where like you know the room just goes quiet, and you can tell they're listening, and somebody at our table goes, I think everybody just listened to our conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. Steve and somebody else just started kind of BSing, like, ah, it's all right, man. We're in Chile. It's the middle of the day. And then the volume kind of slowly built back up. Yeah. And it was like, all right, these people are comfortable now. Yeah, 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 yeah. At first, it was a little weird. I think at one point, even months, I was like, guys, Shut the F up. There's kids behind us or something. Stop <laughs> Munson is the voice That's of exactly, reason. Whoever said it said it that way. Like, yeah. boys, boys, like, you know, be quiet. There's effing kids here. Yeah. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> Classy. <laughs> we eat food. Uh, we, uh, we play our game. We lose. Then we go, well, we got, some, we got plenty of time to kill. Of course, we're going to keep partying. But we decide finally, after three years of talking about this, we went and played laser tag. Yes. Yep. Nice. And yes. that laser tag in, now I get why people speak highly of the laser tag in Spokane. Hey, sir. It's multiple hey. levels, and it is awesome. Yeah. It was We're, a lot of fun. Which one's better? I'm a bigger fan of virtual sports. I'm still okay. going to take virtual sports. But this yeah. one was good for what we wanted to do, and yeah, the state of absolutely. mind that we were in with all the lasers and all the hey, fluorescence. And all the weed. Awesome. Yeah. Visually, it was great. I didn't feel like breaking a sweat, so myself, Ted at some point, and a few other people, like we kept rotating different people, we became snipers, and we just stayed up top and just started sniping people. Nice. So much so that I came in second place overall Congratulations. in the first game. Some headshots, huh? Second game, I didn't do all that well, because while we were sniping, there was like this vigilante sniper who <laughs> showed up wearing a Laser Quest t-shirt, so this guy was legit. Like, oh yeah, he's in leagues. Right, and he was destroying us to the point where one of our guys says, I'm just going to hit him with the gun. I'm just going to hit him. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not <laughs> going to hit him with It's like Barney. Right. Well, he wound up not losing. He lost to Munson because Munson just followed Casey around and just kept shooting him every time his thing reengaged. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. 
So he beat Boomer. That was his nickname, <laughs> Boomer. Plus, there was a time I turned on him, too. I got kind of tired. Yeah, you shot me. <laughs> yes, I just started sniping our own guys. <laughs> Horrible, Ted. But I yeah. understand. It was fun. Well, unlike Steve, the first game, they're like 15-minute games. I'm running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Yeah. I have no idea where the snipers are, and I am drenched in sweat. <laughs> some, some lady, I ran by, and they were like, that guy smells like alcohol. I could smell it on him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yep. I'm just sweating oo- it. It's just oozing out of me right now. <laughs> and then, right, so we play the first game. A couple guys go, hey, look, I'm not playing the second game. You play one price. You get two, right? It's like, all right. So the people that work at Laser Tag obviously have a prepared speech they have to do over and over. Oh, oh no, yeah. So the right. second time. Is I will this... not run. Right. Yeah. No. So the second time is this chick. She's and, cute, too. Oh, yeah. But she's probably 20. I'd say somewhere between like 19 and 21, yeah. right? Perfect. There's a party bus on yeah. the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. What's up, girl? We got weed. What's up, girl? And you could tell some guys are getting to the point where they're having trouble keeping it together. So she's giving her a little speech where you need to be quiet. I'm not going to say names, but I can feel the energy of a couple people. And in their head, it's just like, mm, chick. Yeah. Mm, attractive. You know, yeah. like, they can't shut up. <laughs> And while this is going on, I'm stabbing uh, Tack, one of our guys on our team, with the uh, like the little little thing that they give you, like that that engages your gun, but it looks like a little knife. So I'm like shanking him. Oh jeez! And he's shanking other people. This woman hates us all, especially <laughs> Munson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll say his name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at one point, just goes seriously. Be quiet. Wow. Right. Like, I'm slowly moving away from the group. Right. It's getting awkward now. Like, at first she thought it was funny because, like, he kept, like, yelling her name. And then after a while, like, then she's like, hey, if there's any problems out there, all you got to do is yell, Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. Yeah, right. So randomly goes. Munson's going, Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. <laughs> to the point where she finally stopped it all down and looks at him and goes, are you drunk? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> and there's families in there, man. Yeah, did he get to stay around? Oh, yeah. He, got, yeah, he was like, fine. Well, he won. He came in second in nice. that one. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the funniest part is after all that, after that comedy scene, he comes in He comes in first. I'm sorry. He was the highest scorer of the day. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. All because he you know, just shot Jason over and over and over, but it's still, hey, <laughs> a win's a win. That's right. right. So after we do the laser tag, we've decided we want to spend some time in the beer garden, right? The beer garden... Also, at this tournament, is awesome. Like they just have they have like Miller Lite and Molson. Yep. And then it's just a bunch of friendly hockey dudes and Canadians who are just out there just power chugging beers. Yeah. And it's like people get wasted in this beer garden all day. Right. And nobody seems to mind. I saw a guy fall over once, and the the bouncer just got him a chair. Kick <laughs> <laughs> him out of the right. beer garden. He just got him a chair. You need to really try to get kicked out of that beer garden. So is the beer garden at the rink? It's outside yeah, the parking it's outside. lot. Outside. Okay. So there's just a bunch of drunk but people under forty a kegs or forty or more kegs are lined up inside the. Rink. Holy cow. Yeah, I'm even cold. Rink. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And well, you're bouncing the puck off the, uh, well, the the kegs and stuff? Like, are they inside? Like, oh, no, they're not on the ice. Oh, they're, okay. they're, they're, but they're cooler. Sweet, but they're in the same area where the ice is, so there's okay. a chilly temperature. Gotcha. Although it wasn't cold enough for Munson to walk around in the rink in shorts and a bro tank and drunkenly walked onto the bench of a team that was in the middle of a game and just started coaching them. <laughs> That's wow. right. He was doing that, I think, when I left. I should find oh a picture. Oh, my Lord. Just to see, it's tough, guys. too, because, like, like, there's these periods where it's really intense drinking during the day, and then, like, they'll go play hockey. 
And like for like that hour, it's like in my head, I'm always like, keep it together, Ted. Yeah. Like, don't just go power chugging <laughs> beers because you're on your own now. See, I'd be like, <laughs> they look like the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, me hockey source. Yeah. They got the Oilers color. Oh, awesome. Do you see the guy in the background? Yeah. That's Munson. That's Munson. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he is not in uniform. No. <laughs> Dude, when we walked out after that last game, like Steve's got his equipment and I'm like behind him walking out. So like they have their bags and stuff, which kind of bump into stuff. So if mm-hmm. they kind of tilt a little bit, it's all right. I'm behind him, not holding a single thing, just like walk straight. Yeah, because I know I got that wiggle of like I've been drinking most of the day. Got the Jimmy leg. <laughs> got to give props to our buddy uh, that listens to all of our podcasts, El Jefe. You guys have met El Jefe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He oh, drove yeah. to Spokane to come see us. Holy what? cow, that is he had, hardcore. He had buddies to see as well, but he was there for a couple of games. So thanks for coming out. He almost convinced Nelly to come out too. Wow, which is hilarious, look at that. Hilarious. That was like that was like what the hell is going on? There's El Jefe. That's cool. Yep. Hefe was there. Uh, our buddy Heavy, we always see. Heavy, yep, yep. There's yeah. a few other guys. Uh, a few of uh, Brandon. Uh, his team actually went to the finals. Uh, he was on the Cutthroats and a big fan of our show and nice. your show. And he was he was pretty stoked to meet us out there as well. Uh, but yeah, that hockey source team, the one that Munson just ended up coaching, mm-hmm. they won the whole tournament. Wow! That's well, great coaching. coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. I know. I, I I tweeted that though. I'm like, hey, yeah, that four one win is all because of our drunken teammate that was on your bench. And a couple of the guys are like, yeah, that definitely <laughs> wouldn't have it any other way. But I guess in the locker room after their game, one of the guys on their team is actually a donkey. This guy, one of our guys, Ogle, but he plays with them because he's known them forever. Oh and, yeah. And so during the Traitor. classic, yeah, oh yeah, he's not allowed on the bus. Just, <laughs> he's banned. <laughs> then again, I don't think he even wanted to be on the bus because he was trying to win. Uh, but I guess in the locker room, they're all like, dude, who was that guy that was on our bench? And, my, and I, according to Ogle, he's like, a couple guys found the humor in it. Most didn't. Yeah. <laughs> because they were taking this serious. Yeah. Right. They, they can't. Like, like we've said before, there's like maybe six teams that come to win. Is there anything on the line for the winning the tournament Trophy, or anything? Bragging rights. That's it? Yeah. All right. Trophy's a big thing, man. It's a nice big I trophy. I get it. Yeah. Which night was it that? And they, it's not like the people that want to win aren't drinking. They just wait. They just wait and kind of are a little more responsible about it. And stuff. <laughs> right. You know, we what I show mean? up and we're as we can't. Munson was so drunk he couldn't get his gear on, but he was hell bent on that final game to get his gear on because he promised, promised his, his girlfriend girl. that he was going to play all three games, at least a shift in every game. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. A shift? At what is that, like shift. five minutes? Well, and last year, the same thing happened no, to him. It's like he 30, got seconds. His, 30 seconds. He yeah. got his gear on, but then he just sat in the locker room with me drinking Fireball. <laughs> and we recruited another kid and sent him out to play. Now, mind you, in the, wow. that last game, so we wound up winning that game 10-4, to 4, I think. Uh, in that game, Munson didn't make it out until like maybe 10 minutes into the game, and I see him just stumbling down the stairs because our locker room was on the second level, and he had to go down a flight of stairs, which oh, is geez. just an awful move on the rinks part during this tournament to have – Locker room's that high up. And he comes out and just skates and then finally just says, F this. He goes back on the bench. But then at some point he tells, I think, J-Mac on our team. He's like, I'm just going to go out there for a shift. And he's like, nah, don't do it, man. You're going to get hurt. He's like, let me just go out there. I just want to go skate by Steve, tap his pad, and then get back on the bench. <laughs> and I kid you not. All of a sudden, I'm like, why is Munson coming at me? He skates to me, bangs my pad. He goes like, F yeah, good job. And then goes right back to the bench. <laughs> There's the shift. And yeah. that was his game? That was his game. Then wow. he gets off. Then we finish the game and we're like, we are victorious. Now it's like, let's rage. Like, oh, we yeah. won a game. The one game we wanted to win, we won. So Munson decided to give us all uh, a congratulatory speech. Uh, we have the audio of it so you guys can hear uh, what Munson sounded like during the speech. Yeah. Winning a game. I don't know how to. 
you got on the ice. <laughs> the words coming from it's more from when you guys played tonight. Yeah, from the heart, boys. Right. From the heart. Okay. Now he's banging his skate on tiles. <laughs> and now he kicks over our cooler. <laughs> and then eventually fall down. <laughs> Fell down. So his speech was it came from the heart. Nice win. <laughs> I think. He threw a boys in there. Oh yeah, yeah. that's where boys came from the heart. <laughs> point where he's standing by the shower and just banging his feet on the tiles, man. He was he was great. I couldn't I, I mean I had a smile on my face the entire day just watching Munson because he's just like all of us, there's no concern of having to figure out where you're going, how to get there. We've got Rich, Levi, Dwayne, all of them looking after us. Like, I mean, well, maybe not Dwayne. Dwayne was partying with us, but Rich especially. Rich made sure that all of us were accounted for. Levi was doing head counts yeah. all the time. So nobody was ever lost, which was great. Yeah. The what- other problem is, and I'm sure Steve mentioned it earlier, when you're in the bus, like the windows are kind of tinted. You just lose track of time, especially yeah. so after this last game. Oh, this is great. It's nighttime. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, I got, I walked out and got on the bus with Steve. I remember that. And yeah. then I was kind of sitting there for a while, and it was like, Steve and somebody are going to get fast food. Can we pull the bus around to pick them up at the beer garden? That's right. All right. <laughs> it was me and Casey that went to get food. I got to remember right. to tell that story. Yeah, so too. I was like, go ahead, because I was like, I at this point, I'm locked into the back of the bus for the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so Casey and I... He's like, I want to get some Taco Bell. I'm like, I'll go with you. I don't care. I got nothing to do. So we're walking. I call my wife to say, hey, good night. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, walking to Taco Bell. She's like, you getting something? I'm like, no, I'm too wasted to eat. And she's like, what'd you get? Okay, good. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> and so we walk. We get to the Taco Bell, and it's locked because it's like 11 at night. Oh. And so we're like, son of a bitch. So we're like, well, let's try and get some, uh, maybe we could get it through like the drive-thru. Yeah, perfect. In a bus. No. no, no. 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 He's trying to the foot bus, traffic this we're like a, yeah. I didn't realize how far the Taco Bell was when we agreed to do this. It was like a mile away we walked. Oh, man. So now we're at the, maybe less than that, but still long enough. And so we walk through the drive-thru, and of course it doesn't pick up the sensor because we're not in a vehicle, so nobody's responding to us. We're like, hello, we'd like some chalupas or something. <laughs> it's like, all right, F this. Let's go to Arby's because there's an Arby's right next door. I'm like, yes, I want a Jamocha shake. This is going to be awesome. We go up to there. Nobody's answering. The doors are locked. We're like, yeah. son of a bitch. So now we try and do the drive through again. Nothing. Now a, a woman who's driving, I don't know why at this late at night, but she's got like her six-year-old girl and like a 10-year-old boy in the back. She's like waiting behind us as we're yelling at the box. <laughs> and, and we're like, oh, we're sorry. We're sorry. And I go, sorry. So I go, I'll buy all of your food. If you order some food for us. And she laughs and then just goes, no. <laughs> so now she pulls up. We're now staring at her through her passenger side window like, yeah. come on, please. Terrifying this bitch. Just say Jesus, yeah. man. That's when, there was a moment of clarity where I'm like, Casey, we gotta, we can't do this, man. <laughs> yeah. So now you we walk go. to Jack in the Box. We try again with the drive through We're like, this ain't working. He goes, F it. Let's just go to the window. I'm like, all right. We get to the window and we're like looking in, just staring in like these two weirdos. <laughs> the, dr- the, the the person who didn't handles the window stuff looks at us and opens the thing and goes, "We're still open, guys." <laughs> you are? He's like, "Yeah, the doors are unlocked." <laughs> Done. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> we walk in. 
He orders all the food he wants. I get myself an Oreo shake and a vanilla shake. I'm like, Ted's going to want a shake. I know he's going to want a shake. Now I'm walking in freezing cold with two freezing cold <laughs> shakes. Because <laughs> it's cold at night in Spokane. We get to the, 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 the bus. Ted has a sip. I have a sip. I'm like, I can't drink this. And he goes, I can't drink this either. And freaking toss it. It was like all that for nothing. Wow. But then the party happens, which it's like, what, midnight at this point? Yeah. I'm not sure. I lost track. Yeah. So Those our tinted windows. I think did yeah. we go back to the hotel first? No, we hit uh, Fast Eddie's. Fast Eddie's, and all right. posted up across the street from Fast Eddie's. Now we have a giant bus. We're outside the bars, and we're just there. And now Fast Eddie's is the bar that you the first time you guys stuck it. stickers all around. And I think that was Ugly you? Betty's. Okay, I think okay. Fast Eddie's we're still okay with. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we've gone to Fast Eddie's every year. Yeah, and that's where like like that guy Daniel I always run into. Like, there's a group of people. It's always like, all right, we're going to Fast Eddie's. <laughs> I never step foot out of the bus. Let's just keep that in mind for the entire night. Right. So we get to Fast Eddie's, and all of a sudden, like, I'm in the back. There's a DJ booth in the bus, and I'm like, I'm just going to play some music, playing music off of my phone. We made this giant playlist of, like, EDM and hip-hop. So a few, like, like, three or four of us are hanging on the bus. I think Ted was there for a bit, but then I, did you go in the bar? I went in for a minute. Okay. Because I think, right, like, other people had met up with us, so I was like, I'm going to pop in and say what's up. Right. And next thing I know, people are just now coming on our bus. Yeah. Like, Uh-oh. Because apparently it's, like, closing time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how time, I've lost all concept of time. Now- Couple people come on. I'm like, who are these people? But I'm like, hey, what's up? A couple hockey te- guys from the other teams. Like, what's up, man? We wanted to check out the bus. And I don't know that I ever made it into the bar. I like got off and ran into a couple other people I knew, and then it was like, get on the bus, man. Let's do this. Yeah. The other thing too was like, now that we had Levi and Grace with us, unlike Saturday night, was we had at least one girl. Yeah, so unlike like, Friday night, yeah. On Saturday night, we Friday had... night they weren't with us. So Saturday night, because she was with us, it allowed us to not look as scary. Because it's like right. it, dark there's, bus. There's one female on there. It's got to be okay. So now, like Q Ray's girl brought her daughter, who was like 30. And right. So like now we've uh, we've gotten a couple women. So like other women don't feel as scared. Like yeah. hopping on. We had like a whole group of married women come on the bus. Which now I'm just remembering now because oh, they wow. get on the bus. And then a few of us are like, what's going on here? Like, th- like, they were like the first big group, and it was like six women that just walk on our bus. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, $5 and one of our guys like, church. We're like, dude, it's, people are going to come on the bus. And one of our guys is like, I don't want dudes that we don't know coming on this bus. That, that'd be weird. So we tell every, like, the people, the driver and a few other guys, no dudes allowed unless we know them. Like, if it's a hockey guy that we know, they're right. totally fine. But no random people. We don't want fights. We don't want anything. Well, it turns out like all their husbands, of course, wanted to come on the bus of as well. Of course. And yeah. we're told no. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot that part. I don't oh think you were with us. You just have a bus full of married chicks and all their husbands oh, like yeah. pounding on the windows like, get my wife out of there. But the wives never came off the bus. They were just like, they weren't even talking to us. They were just with themselves. Right. Like, they were like, oh, we could drink more. Like, it wasn't even like we were even talking. And like, they were all older women. So, like, all their guys are like fuming because they can't come on and get their women. But we're like. Hey man, if, they, if if you gotta go, take your women with you. But you guys can't hang out too. Like we don't know you guys. Like sorry. Like we we are okay with the women on our bus because they're probably not gonna want to try, try and start fights with us. Right. Fast forward to like, I don't know. It's like two thirty in the morning, and now the bus is completely packed. It's a full on rave happening in our bus. Like wow. it's just insane. Like music's going crazy. People are dancing. I don't know where we were at this point. I we might have been at the hotel. But there was a, a period of time for a good two hours that I thought we were just driving, like just because the, the bus was bouncing so much. So I'm like, 
I got to pee really bad. But I'm like, I don't want to tell everybody to pull over because there's a party and it's hopping and I'm playing the music. And I feel like the I'm not even DJing. I have my phone on shuffle, but I have headphones on that look like DJ headphones. And I'm just like, <laughs> pretend like scratching. You don't understand. Steve is crushing it. Like people are like, DJ Steve. Like at one point I'm shirtless just with a big light up chain. And I go, Steve, I'm going to Rick Ross it. Oh my now, God. Ted goes, should I take my shirt off and, and be Rick Ross? I go. Yes. <laughs> uh, right. So, Steve, I got it. Right. So, Steve, I didn't know that he thinks that he can't pee or whatever. Like, I've run off the bus, I think, a couple times. I had no idea. And then Steve comes out and says, like, where are we? And somebody just looks at him and goes, dude, we've been parked at the hotel for two hours. <laughs> I, I've, had, I've had to pee for two hours. So I just run off the bus and take a leak and get back on and DJ Steve At is least back you're home. not at Fast Eddie's still. That'd be even more funny. The thing was, right. we drove home, and then I think maybe like a couple of those people had just followed us back. They must have, or, or they like, were in the car, or they were in the bus with us. Yeah, I were, have no idea. To be I honest, just remember with you, I four. No idea. Finally, it was like four a.m. when and we I finally came, called, and I came night. back from peeing. Yeah, and Levi goes, "Hey, man, like it, it's four. We might have to shut it down." I remember being like, uh, "You know what? You're right. It, it's four. <laughs> So then he's like, do you mind telling him? And I was like, no, I got it. And man, I told him, and the look you guys gave me was like, I just shot your dog right in front of you. It's <laughs> like, what? Why are you like, killing the party? It's like, well, it is four. DJ Steve doesn't miss a beat. He's like, me and Ted have adjoining rooms. Let's go. <laughs> so now we go to our room. Oh, no. Where Q-Ray has given me a lava lamp and a disco light. So, of course, I turn off all the lights. Now there's, like, lights going. Mind you, there's, like, what, like 15 of us walking past security. <clears throat> Yeah. Within 30 seconds, the door is being knocked on. You yeah, guys that, need to turn it down. Oh, I, yeah. The music's blasting. That took no time. No. Then we had two encounters with security that, that night. Because then at some point, Dwayne passed out on my couch, and we were finally about to shut it down. I'm like, dude, I, can somebody get him back into his room? So we throw him on my, my office chair that's in the hotel room, and Ted wheels him out. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I wheeled him out, and as I went through the main part of the lobby, you know, like the, the guy that was really hyped up to be like security guy, where are you guys going? Nah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Where are you taking that body? And I just I just lean over, right? Nobody knows really what to say, and I just go, I just kind of tap his chest and go, it's okay. He had a rough one. Just taking him back to his room. <laughs> and he just kind of stares at me, nice. and I just walk away with the guy in the chair. Where are you taking this body? Yeah. Dude, I mean, he was motionless. It was hilarious. You know what the worst thing is? He's motionless the entire time. I wheel him into the room, and then he like goes, oh, man. Where am I? What's going on? I said, well, you're back in your room. And he just stands up, like, thanks me and lays down. Mother. Why did I just have to wheel yeah, you? Could you be, yeah, could you just do that three minutes ago? It was like a half-hour process just to get him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And then I went right. And then eventually, that was right about, it wasn't much longer until we shut it down. Yeah. And that's what happened. Steve was like, man, I, I got to go to sleep or just listen to some music. So then I'm in the adjoining room. So then me and Levi and his girl were still awake. So I was like, well, we can hang out in here for a little bit. And then there was that awful moment where we were all sitting there talking. And I was like, yeah. And I like opened the blinds. And it's like, oh, God, it is daylight. daylight. Yeah. <laughs> like real daylight? Like yeah. real daylight. Yeah. Like 6 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they leave my room. I'm like, I should go to bed. And so what do I do? I put on the playlist of techno music that we created <laughs> as a way to go to sleep. Like, that's going to help. So now I'm lying just in bed. Party just to that staring at, Yeah, just bobbing my head, staring at the lights. And the next day they're like, Sound like you were still getting after it when uh, we left you. I'm like, I don't know what I was doing, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's what I kept saying. I was like, dude, I think Steve's still going hard over there. Yeah, yeah. It was, dude, it that's was. Amazing. Well, uh, oh, one more story. 
that I remember offhand. And like I said, there'll be other stories probably popping in our head, and we'll share them on our other podcasts. Uh, but Friday night, we all decided to go get dinner. And this was a story that kept being brought up throughout the entire weekend, like just to kind of illustrate how messed up Ted and I were. We go to the Red Lion, which was a place that we went to the year before. And the year before, we were so wasted we couldn't eat our food. That we, I took one bite of my chicken wings, and then I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> well, this time I'm like, I think we could do this. Ted orders, what did you order? Some kind of chicken. It was like, yeah. Like, like a blackened chicken. Like blackened chicken pieces, right? Chicken chunks. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, black and chicken, right? This should be easy. Yeah. Who, who doesn't like that? And then I ordered the nachos, right? So now everyone's getting their food. And I'm we like, talked about this. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, Steve, get nachos, man. Yeah. Was, we both like, like nachos. I was like, chicken wings or nachos? I'm like, nachos. Nachos are easier to eat. People could eat some. It'll be great. His chicken shows up. <laughs> he takes a bite out of it. I take a bite out of it. First bite, I'm like, this is delicious. And then he goes, I can't keep chewing this. It seemed like it took me 10 minutes to chew one piece of chicken. So I mean, it's just like, there's chicken all over my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I try eating the rest of mine. I'm like, this is too much. As soon as I say that, my plate of nachos, which is about the size of like, I mean, I, I, like imagine like supersized nachos just oh, get no. dropped in front of me. And I look at it and I just look at everybody else. And I go, who wants nachos? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even eat a single one. The waiter. Not only people, that, we tab out. I get a picture of Miller Lite, and Steve might have ordered a picture too. Yeah, we maybe had a beer out of the picture. Oh, so we just start. Steve just starts passing off the nachos, and I go, "Yeah, and we need our tabs too." And she's like, "You guys just got here." It's like, "Yeah, we need our tabs." Yeah, I, I don't remember what it was. We pay it. We run out to go hop back on the bus to drink more. It's like more <laughs> weed. And I think somebody like Rich was like. Dude, are those guys okay? Like, they didn't even eat. And somebody goes, ah, don't worry about it. They just prefer to drink free beers all the bus. <laughs> We're going to pay for these like, beers. We went in straight this past league. the DJ booth and just started blaring music, like, turn all the lasers. Yeah. Let's go. There was at one point right before we left, I think when the, when the plate came, and I just go, I'm too high to eat this. <laughs> <laughs> Rich looks at me like I'm insane. Yeah. So, yeah. And. And, well, the party continued then on the bus. It was unbelievable, man. Yeah, it great was, weekend. It was, and that bus was huge. The bus was <laughs> tremendous. If, if you ever need a party bus, definitely reach out to, to Lion Pride, L-Y-O-N, music.com. Yeah, and uh, they got- Levi is great. Everybody that he works with is awesome. Do they do, uh, with the bus, do they, like, uh, make it like a party bus where the seating is all around the perimeter? Yep. And yeah. there's nothing in the middle? Nothing in the middle, just so a walking every, room. Everyone's sitting kind of sideways and yep. looking at each other. It's like a regular, it's like a mini party bus, but right. it's now just been- and they, He's they, got three of them. There's, like- 15 person, 20, yeah, like person, 20 person, and, and this is a 35 person. Nice. Yeah. Which still, with, like, the 16 of us, or however many there were, we still found a way to cram it up. Because, yeah. you know, everyone's like, some people are sleeping in the front. Heck yeah. The back was like the the fun area where all the DJ booth was. And it was just, it was unbelievable, dude. The, the, the party bus was phenomenal. It was so much fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, like the way they just did the back, I mean, because you physically got to like climb in and out of the DJ booth. It just, I don't know. It just, it's awesome. And it's like you're in a separate world back there. There was a moment on Saturday night when we were having that rave and Ted just looks at me and goes, this is the greatest day of my entire life. And I go, it is mine as well. Like it was just because it was like you look out, and that's why it was nice with this type of party bus to have the perimeter be seating. The entire bus is packed with people that are just. Jam- have you seen the video? No. Oh, here, Nick. I'm going to show you. I, yeah, I don't people know. are just having fun, like dancing, losing it. And I mean, like the best part is, like, if you want a breath of air, like you just walk off the front of the bus, and it's like, oh yeah, like we're, we're just 
Right, this is just a bus, but you kept you kept forgetting. <laughs> so here, here's the video, and it's on my Twitter page at STP nine 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 for anyone who wants to check it out. But uh, this is what it was like. At, uh, I think when it's uh, two twenty one a.m. when this video was taken. Nice. That looks just like a club. Yeah, it right. looks just like a club. Yeah. That music is provided by DJ Steve. <laughs> At one point, you'll see in the video, it, it shoots down to somebody. That's Munson, who's asleep while this rave is going on. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Yeah, it's like uh, a freak night or something on yeah. a bus. Dude, that's yeah. exactly. I mean, we. I'm telling you, we could have been in any club, like in any major city. Like, nope, we're in the back of a bus in Spokane. <laughs> Levi came running back while this was going. He goes, you realize we're having the ultimate after party. It's like a club in here outside of our hotel. And I'm like, I know. We start <laughs> hugging. We're like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, what a party, man. Yeah, that could- that part of it. I mean, the whole trip was fun, but that part was unbelievable. And it was so fun that Munson was out cold and missed. Yeah, I kept forgetting. He missed the entire day. At one point, there was a group of people dancing in front of me because I was at the DJ booth, and I'm like, "I'm DJ Steve." And Munson's lying on the 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 the, the bench seating and just falls on the people. Oh, and they didn't even know he was there (laughs) because you know he's just dark in there. Yeah. Poor Munson. Oh, man, I was poor bummed. That, oh, he had fun. Don't poor Munson him. Well, that was the only thing, too. He had a blast as well. He just missed out on the rave. They have a mixer board back there. So Steve has the headphones, you know, like the DJs always wear, and they just have the one side off. You know, like the EDM right, guys, right, right? right? Yeah. And then every once in a while, they just throw out their hand. So, I mean, granted, it's just a playlist, but nobody really knows. And right. it just appears that Steve is cr- killing it. Just like, this is the greatest set ever. And the mixing board that they have with like little wiki wiki stuff on it has a like a giant case over it. So it's not even visible. Like yeah. but anyone who's on the other end doesn't know that. So my hands are just sitting on it and I'm just kind of moving my hands from time to time. <laughs> and when I feel like the beat's about to drop, I put my hand up and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. It was great. It was I already am excited for next year because rumor has it they're working on trying to get a double decker bus. Oh my god! I was gonna say a yeah. bigger bus. Yeah, and if that happens, forget about it. Next time is a, next, it'll be a motorhome and then a double motorhome. Then and... it'll be a plane. <laughs> Levi needs to get his pilot's license. <laughs> well, after uh, and then on the ride home, right? Everybody's pretty much sleeping. Not I. I'm no, Ted's crushing beers. Crushing beers, right? <laughs> so we get back. Levi's going, and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna take the bus over to this other party." You could shower up in my house and then come meet us out. Like, great. I shower up at his house. I swear to God. I walk into his living room. There's a couch. And then I wake up and it's like 11 o'clock at night. Oh, so you didn't even make oh, it to I that party. everything. It was like Church of Hate. It was a show that he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Easter Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Church of Hate. I missed, I missed everything. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Nice. It was a great experience, Ted. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I had oh, a time in my weekend. life. Nick, I know you got to get going, huh? Yes. All right. So, yes. um, since you got to get going, Ted, if you have a few minutes, do you want to take part in Facebook drama with us? Uh, I hate to tell you, man, I got to go. I haven't been here for two days. I have no idea what we're doing right. on the menu. Then you leave, Nick, and you stay around for 30 more seconds. <laughs> yep. All right, Ted. All right. Thanks, boys. I'll uh, see you uh, uh, tomorrow night. We'll do the mega cast. All right. This push up's going to hurt. I'm sore. I know. Uh, at one point, Ted goes to me, it's like, what, like three in the morning on Saturday, and he goes, Steve, I got to talk to you. No, it must have been like, a, like, Midnight because we still haven't full on raved yet, and I'm like, sure. He's like, let's, let's go outside the bus. And I'm like, okay. And he looks at me, and goes, let's get ten push ups. As we're about to do it, Levi sees us. He's like, we're doing push ups, and we're like, yeah, I'm in. So now we're just crushing push ups outside on the pavement. Thank God they didn't have any free weights. 
Yeah. It would have been like pain in the grass exactly. all over again. Thanks, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's do Facebook drama, then we'll maybe do some emails. I don't know. We might have to get in out of the here. Days of the past, there has always been one thing to join all the bitches together in their drama. And that thing has always been a left Facebook. And now, muchachos, señoritas, Les Steve, Delos producer, shall bring us the best of the drama from the Facebooks. All right, I just got to fix something. It said Tanny and it's Tanya. Ooh. All right, Facebook drama. It's our opportunity to illustrate how stupid people can get on Facebook. And we're hoping that by doing this, A, we all get a great laugh, and B, maybe people will think twice before they put something so stupid up on their Facebook page. This one's pretty funny. Uh, this one involves a woman who just decides to throw out one of those vague type posts about somebody but doesn't really name them, and that person never chimes in. So this is just amongst her and her friends. Apparently that person must not be a Facebook friend with her. Uh, so I will play the role of Emily. Rev, you'll be Susie. Top shelf, you'll be Tanya. Yes. And Mono Nick, you'll be Matt. Mm. All right, here we go. Oh, I'm not sorry. I told you I was going to f*** you up the next time I seen you, stupid bitch. What's up, girl? Let's just say this. She now knows that f- hooker. She lost my phone. I told her to never let me see her again. Moral of the story, I seen her. And she got her ass beat. Did you get a new phone first? LOL. No. I had to spend my hardworking money to buy a new phone because that bitch wasn't good enough at to earn $120. Oh, girl. I hear you in my head saying that. LOL. It's good to know that you're still doing your thing and staying beautiful at the same time. Damn, I just got done with reading all you dumb bitches talking tough. Defriended and blocked. Oh, shit. Emily's on a roll. Queen mother f- B. You know it. <laughs> oh, hell no. Wow. <laughs> All right, why don't we do a couple Jeez. voicemails, some emails, some text messages, and then we'll bounce out of here. Mono Nick, good luck at the dentist. Thanks. Let's hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they'll do something this time. Go teenage girlfriend. Rev, I'm putting it in your hands. Emails. Emails it is. Oh, this is funny because I'm just I, I'm looking at my phone and I got an email regarding our interview with Volbeat. Not from a listener because that would be impossible because there's no way for them to hear it. <laughs> this comes from Aaron who uh, works for the management company that Volbeat is on, which right. is the same management company. I think they have the Black Keys, Metallica, a few other bands as well. So it's you know a very yeah, well-respected yeah. group of people. Uh, Aaron writes, and he didn't send this to me. I just got uh, sent to it uh, by my our boss, Hair Club, and Castle, Jolene, and a few other people that, are I guess, work for the label. We're all on this email, and it says, Hearing the phoner Michael from Volby did with Steve is one of the funniest he's done since we started working with them. Wow. Thanks for making him feel so welcome. Cool. Well, it, it helps when he's that awesome, but I mean, yeah, cool. Like, he's done a lot of interviews, man. Yeah. yeah I hope so. <laughs> I mean, well, I know that. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's that's a pretty awesome compliment. That is yeah. awesome. 
How about that? Look SQ at you, Steve. Cast. We're making it happen, boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next email is just from Mark, and he's asking about Pick My Pet. He says, Steve, congratulations. We never got to this last week, but you know we had our big STP cast challenge where one of us was trying to be the pet of the week on Q13's Pet of the Week segment on Fox News this morning. Now, technically, I think the contest still continues because I don't know if Lulu was the actual pet of the week or just a featured pet on the show. Yeah, I saw the picture, uh, and it was up there for a Friday, but I don't know. Was it a I looked at the uh, placements online, and she didn't get first, second, or third any day, any week. So No, I think MJ just liked uh, the picture of Lulu. Yep. And this is when I put it in a day too early, so it wasn't like on that week where we were going to all do our thing. Yeah. And MJ McDermott decided to illustrate Lulu, and there's her big mouth with her tongue sticking out. It's on <laughs> our, our Facebook page. If you go to STP-Cast, I'm sure if you search a little bit, you'll be able to find it. But uh, here's the audio. It's high-quality audio because I recorded it off of my phone. I think it's still a wagon tail day for your pet walk forecast with a high of 64 and partly sunny skies. <gasps> Lulu, Lulu. wants to take a nap. <laughs> Lulu belongs to Steve, the producer at KISW in Seattle. Did not know that's who it was. I just saw Steve, but he told me that they've been talking about it a lot on the radio station. They've been blogging or podcasting about the pet walk forecast. So <laughs> congratulations, Steve. You won straight up here with Lulu. Great shot. If you've got a great pet photo, go to our website, q 3 13fox.com and click on Pick My Pet on the screen at the top of the screen there. Here's Adam. A podcast right now is exploding across the internet. Uh, awesome, STP. All right, so here we go. <laughs> nice, Gherky. I love it. The Gherk. The Gherk. The Gherkinator, who was just recently on Metal Shop. For yeah. those that don't know, he was Metal one of the uh, hosts of Metal Shop back in the day when he was a long hair. Became, a long hair. Before he became one of those guys on the TV. And one of the beautiful I saluted people. him with devil horns and pig's blood. I like that. No, goat's blood. Oh. Goat's blood. Somebody's blood. Pig's Ooh. blood is for uh, for hip-hop heads. Not, That's right. Uh, yeah. And for Carrie. You need to kiss the goat in the metal shop. <laughs> uh, next email is a subject, uh, and this is from Adam. STP cast drumming. Dude, I just listened to the cast. Actually, I still am. And the War Pig song just ended. You were ripping it up on that tiny phone. Makes me want to bring uh, an iPad in the studio for future performances so you can have more room for your fingers. Trust me. I wish I would have. My fingers hurt for like all night. Because I was you need banging. to build those calluses well, on your trying, fingertips. Yeah, right? <laughs> he says, your wife must be so happy with the talent that those things have. Oh, my okay. God. From Adam. Nice job, There Adam. you go. The video's up. Uh, I posted it. It's on my Facebook page. It's, it's on YouTube if you, you just search. crush it, man. It's pretty fun. It, I'm way off at the beginning, but I'm, I'm trying my darndest to lock in with those guys. It was tough. But once we locked in, it was actually pretty funny. And minus like the fact that my fat fingers were hitting the wrong drums from time to time. <laughs> It was pretty dead on. It was actually, yeah. it was very entertaining. Yeah. So watch the video. The video is very funny because you could just see me like hell bent on doing it right. My tongue, I'm biting on my tongue because I'm deep in concentration. <laughs> the eye of the tiger. Uh, this one comes from Christian. He says, thanks. That's the subject. Oh, thanks. Long time listener. Rev, did you drop gas? A little while ago. All right. Uh, first time writer. me too, damn. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a beefy one. It was the eggs from yesterday. Yep. Happy He's, Easter. <laughs> he wants to pass along a cool moment that he had while listening to a throwback episode of the STP cast. Anyone can make a throwback episode. Just go back to our our whole page and just pick a random podcast, and you too can throw back the STP cast. That's right. On the November 5th, 2013 episode, Blake wrote you guys explaining his situation and thanking you guys for pulling him through a rough time that he was having. Though my issues are not to the extent of Blake's, I've been going through a bit of a rough patch in my life, moving multiple times in the past couple of years, having a hard time making friends and meeting new girls. The major constant that I've had is the STP cast, and I look forward for uh, every Tuesday 
night when no matter where I am in the country, I feel like I'm back at home in Seattle hanging out with some old buddies. I'm not sure you guys realize the lives you touched by just hanging out and BSing, so I thank you for that. Have a great day. And that's from Christian TD4L and JPM4L. That's awesome. That's beyond awesome. The best part about listening to this podcast is you don't have to be in here smelling it. It's getting thicker over here. I agree. You know what? (laughs) Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> That's bad. Dude. I'm, I'm actually sorry it's, for this one. Yeah, I don't think I'm your gonna, doctor would be yeah, impressed. I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, we're way. Yes, past you are. <laughs> well, today, right now, because <laughs> yeah, it's kind of gross. Then I might have to poop. I don't even know if I can do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. It's a thicky. Yeah. yeah, like I'm having a hard time breathing. Mm. Like when I breathe, that gas is coming into my mouth. I'm definitely it, washing my shirt today. Yeah, there's some particles. in You the know, what, we'll we'll just table everything else for next oh. week. <laughs> I do want to thank Stevie. He actually went back and listened to the episode where we made our WrestleMania picks. Oh, nice. Nice. How much did I win by? You actually lost, Top Shelf. Damn it. The big winner, getting four right, was yours truly. Then the rest of you only got two right. Yeah, I knew I I did bad this year. I just knew it. Out of what, about eight? Out of of eight picks that we made, you were two and six. Toppy, Nick, and Rev, two and six. Myself, four and four. Congratulations. I'm the big winner this Breaking time. Even. Did the Miz win? No. No, he did not Damn win. Damn it. <laughs> In that match that he was a part of, which match was he a part of? Uh, I don't the, know. The Battle Royal? One of them. Uh, that was Big Show that, that won that one. The Big Show. All right, let's get out of here. Big thanks to uh, Michael Polson from Volbeat for joining us. That was pretty damn awesome. Thanks to the Ted Smith for joining us as well, recapping the classic. Listen to the podcast and the Megacast to get more stories. And uh, thanks to Munson for really being the heart and soul of our team. He was awesome entertainment. He's the man. I love that guy. Stay positive and suck it. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 